Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. My first guest needs a little introduction, but I'm going to make one just because you might not know who he is, but he's Brandon Steiner. If you've heard any name in sports, you'll hear Brandon. I'm telling you, he's the guy that bought the Yankee Stadium. He bought the Yankee Stadium. You get? Did you hear me? When they tore it down, they were going to tear it down. He bought it, and he took it apart brick by brick. I mean, there's all kinds of interesting stories. I'll have to tell you sometime about the urinal story. He couldn't sell the urinals. He could sell anything, but he couldn't sell the urinals. He was afraid the Yankees were a little worried that maybe the Boston Red Sox fans might try to buy him. Aha. Yeah, those uh, as devious people. But I'm telling you, you go into his office, you're going to run into people because he is a he has a sports memorabilia empire. And you, you go in his office, you see Magic Johnson, you see you see uh, Joe Montana, you see all of the great sports legends, but he's just a wonderful guy. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. And when you walk around him in a stadium or at the Madison Square Garden, because he, he, he's my friend, uh, everybody goes up to him, uh, the ushers hug him, everybody know who knows Mr. Steiner because he's Mr. Sports. And his list of contacts is impressive. Uh, it would be an understatement to say anything else. He, You know, while the major league sports is on hiatus, I wanted to talk to him a little bit about his business continuity, because he's got this brand new collectible exchange that he's doing, but he's also a best-selling author. He's an all-around great guy. Brandon, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. How you doing, Jeff? Good to I'm see you, man. Great. How's your how's your mood? How you how are you doing? Because you're you're one of the most optimistic guys. Although you have a little you have a little I know you you have a little tense sometimes. You get a little cranky, you know. But we all do. We all do. And I think right now this is a cranky time. I'm right. Like even today, I got to tell you, Brandon, I've been yelling at everybody because I'm I'm about I'm fed up with sh I'm so fed up with shit right now, right? And so to speak. I shouldn't say that on air, but what the hell. <laughs> How you doing? I'm not. I'm not feeling that. I mean, you know, today's a, a tough day because, um, you know, I, I mean, first, it's nice to be with you, and I, I think, you know, doing these Zoom interviews and stuff has always been, you know, it's kind of uplifting actually, because you kind of reset your mindset all every time yeah. I do them. But first of all, I lost a good friend last night. You know, he's <sighs> a photographer that that shot many photos for me. Uh, Anthony Quasi, oh, famous photographer Brandon. in New York. Brandon, I remember because I remember him. You introduced me to he him. He was in the pit, and he took a picture of us. He took That's a picture Anthony. of us. Yeah, yeah that and was. And he Anthony. always did that for me. And and you know, we always. He's just you know was a great guy and uh, left two young kids behind. And you know that man mm -hmm. was always on the move. I never went to a big event. He wasn't there, smiling, hustling, and always had a different view. And I loved his entrepreneurship. I always tell people like entrepreneurship is not just a business thing. You know, you can add entrepreneurship to anything. And, you know, he was a very entrepreneur photographer and one of yeah. the better ones and was on a, on a path really to almost like a Neil Lifer and people out there know sports photography. There was something about his photos that were definitely above and beyond what anybody else did because he fights scratch claw to get into a spot that he wasn't even supposed to get into. Yeah. I, I'm like, Anthony, how'd you get that shot? Well, you know. Yeah, I worked it. You know, he's a Brooklyn guy. You know, us Brooklyn guys, you know, we're tough. We never give up. And so, uh, you know, lost him. And, you know, to answer your question, you know, so RIP Anthony Causey, you could look him up. He's just photographs everywhere. But 
um, we're, we're going to miss him. Uh, and really hit New York sports were hard because he was a big oh, New I, York. Well, I saw, I, I, I actually, if I can say this, I saw um, early on this morning, I saw a Facebook feed from one of a friend that we both know, Steve Costello. And so yeah. I saw Steve had posted something and then, and then I went, Oh my God, that's, I, I, I've met him a couple of different times. Every time I've gone to a yeah. game with you, he's always snapped some pics of us yeah. and, and the guests that we've always had, um, you know, at the Yankees game or Knicks or whatever, and you see the guy. And so, you know, tough, sh- it's just tough shit. That's just some tough stuff, man. So but to answer your all, question, my heart's out to you. My heart's out to you, though. Thank you. And uh, to his family. Um, yeah. You know, this happens at an interesting time because, you know, I've transitioned. Yep. And, you know, transitions are always interesting. And I think entrepreneurship, I don't think people talk enough about the transition part of entrepreneurship because most of us that go into entrepreneurship, usually we're going from something steady, you know, yeah. something that's kind of, you know, mainstream track to something that's completely, you know, different. And, and so, you know, at 60, I decided, you know, do, to do basically open up two new companies. So collectible mm-hmm. exchange, which was something I've been sitting on for almost two years. It really has given me now a couple months to really rethink. So I, I did a soft launch. If you go to collectible exchange, you'll see it, but um, it's, it's a site where people can sell their own stuff. It's a better version of eBay. So I'm really excited about it because I think over 45,000 items on there already. And it's going to be a, a platform where it's a community where people can talk about their collectibles and, and uh, we'll have different auction sites, but it gives the players also a voice where uh, this summer we'll launch player websites where you can actually buy directly from the player on this platform amongst a million other things. So in a way, this, this setback, I look at, you know, through adversity sometimes comes opportunity. Right. And I look at this as a positive, not, not it's horrific what's going on, but for me personally, I've tried to make this into a positive and use this time to think about the white space, think about what maybe I missed. Cause when you get into a startup, you know, your brain's going a million miles an hour. There's a lot of things happening. And now I've had a little time to sit back and think about what's really important with the site and what I've really got to do and prioritize. And that's what I've been doing. I mean, I, I get bummed for a couple hours a day. I try to stay in routine, you know, get my workouts in and, and shoot some baskets when I can. And then, you know, I put my uh, opportunity hat on, you know, what can I do? You know, what else can I do when this is over? What is this going to look like when it's over? I don't get caught up in the stuff that I can't control. So I limit how much news I watch. And I'm really just thinking about people that maybe I haven't talked to in full conversation and I go grab on and see what they're up to. And I've had some good results. You know, I've had some opportunities to develop some relationships that when this thing picks back up, me in business, and we get through this mess, um, I've now developed a couple partnerships and, and some stuff that I normally may have been too busy or the situation didn't allow. So, you know, I'm trying to look at opportunities, uh, even though I'm not sure when those opportunities are going to really blossom because we all don't know when this is going to pass. But, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, you know, that's, that's my game. And then it, does the stuff affect you now? I mean, with I, I, I got to imagine that sales are usually up when sports are on. But does it but you still got to have a steady stream of sales that still go on regardless of that. Right. Yeah, because my customers are fanatics, you know, they're sports right. lunatics. So yeah. they're trading, they're putting, you know, people are putting stuff on and we're seeing people transact every day. Um, you know, we're offering a more sensible, more secure site than an eBay. So people are, you know, that normally wouldn't put stuff up to sell that have been dying to. You're sitting home right now. I know, Jeff, you've walked around your house going, I know I had this. Like, I forgot I had that. Yeah. Take an inventory because you've probably seen your house better and more in detail than you ever have. 
And people are now, you know, reaching out to us and they want to auction stuff <laughs> off. They want to sell stuff. And you know, it's interesting on my other company, the Steiner agency, which is just a company that procures athletes and we do marketing for athletes. What we've been doing actually is streaming athletes with the CEOs and CMOs of the company with their employees to kind of break things up, be inspirational. Like we just did one with Aaron Boone the other night uh, with a company and it was great. I mean, it was a money manager, somebody who wanted to talk to his high net wealth clients. You know, how hard it is to get these people on the phone. He says, listen, I'm going to be doing this one hour Q&A with Aaron Boone. So we have yeah. a bunch of those set up and it's a nice idea if you own a company out there to change it up because sometimes you kind of lost of what to get on the phone with all your people about. So this kind of lightens it up a little bit. And we have a bunch of athletes now that we're setting up for a Morgan Stanley and a couple of other companies uh, just to do some stuff to lighten up and, and get some communication with your customers. I'm going to come back to that. Let me take a quick break and then I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. You got it. C-Suite Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're with Brandon Steiner, speaker, author, founder, and president of Collectible Exchange and the Steiner Agency. He's a, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a sports icon without question. He's the guy that bought the Yankee stadiums when they tore it down. When they tore it down, he bought it and he took, and he took it apart piece by piece and sold it off. Amazing, amazing story. Uh, my favorite book of his, you got to have balls. We're going to talk about that. I hope because you just got to have balls, especially right now. You got to have balls in a different way. I don't want you thinking that in a bad way. I want you thinking in a good way because what he's saying is you got to have balls. You got to have stuff to go sell. Yeah. I got stuff to go do. And of course he's in the sports memorabilia stuff. You just, you know, I think it's interesting. Do you think with the hiatus that we're on, on the sports side across the board right now, that the athletes are wanting to get more in touch with their fans. Like before there was a, you know, almost a aloofness to it. There was almost this, they can't, didn't have time. They're in this kind of what I would call, I don't want to use the word rut, but they're in this kind of certain way of doing it all the time. And all that shit's gone out the door. And so now you gotta, you gotta do things differently. There's a new normal. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. I think a lot of athletes want to do something and this is not something yeah. we can just go run out and help people. Cause that's not yeah. necessarily helping. That's not going to help. Yeah. Uh, although we've seen a lot of athletes in the New York area uh, do a lot of things with feeding, you know, there's a lot of people that don't have food uh, yeah. in the New York area. So, you know, we've been trying to raise money to help, you know, just so people can, can eat, you know, a lot of people, yep. um, they live in paycheck to paycheck and then not even some so that the food banks are just getting killed in the, in the tri-state area. And, and, you know, people are homeless and, and those kind of people are really in dire straits because the homeless person on the corner is not even now what's he doing or what's she doing. So there, there's a lot of complications, which, you know, I, I don't you know, it's it's a little more eccentric in this tri-state area than maybe around the rest of the country. Not to diminish uh, Detroit and Louisiana and stuff, but it's definitely on steroids here as far as. Yeah. Some of the complications, but you know we're, we're hanging in, and I think you got three choices. You know, it's like not me, ignore it. You know, you could you know basically roll over and just say that's the way it is, and let somebody else deal with it, or you can study it, you can deal with it, and then get become part of it and figure out some way you can contribute and help. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking about. Because my instinct is right now to run out and how do I go do something? What can I do? But you know, donating some money to the food bank or don't raising somebody so you can get some more equipment and, and, and trying to do these pods. If maybe this gives somebody some inspiration, but doing nothing um, certainly isn't a good idea when you get into these kind of adverse situations. And it's the same thing with your business. Like there's always something, another way, a spiritual way, uh, 
there's always something you could do. And that's your right. job as a leader, you know, to make your employees you go. feel good. Yep. It's to make others feel good. That's good leadership. You don't have to run the company to lead. Just do something to help someone or help someone feel good. That's good leadership. And everybody here could be a leader. So I'm trying to think of outside the box stuff that, you know, even if I could get an athlete on the phone with, with you know, some, a company that's struggling to give them some inspiration, whatever it is, you know, do something. Don't ignore it. Don't roll over. Don't wait for the government. Is that, you know, you start watching TV and you see the, the different channels blaming each other and all that. I mean, this is a, that's a waste. Of, well, that's that, a waste of time. You know, Brandon, yeah, I'm telling people that our job, our job as business leaders and anyone in the business is to be a business first responder. That's our job. Our job is to run like into that. this thing. You know, we're not so much run into it because we can't go do that. We shouldn't do that, but we should do the things we can do to get this country back on track to, you know, to get America back to work. That's our job. Yeah. Yeah. Our job is to keep this money flowing as best we can. And that's what I like about and you we're more and other entrepreneurs. And we're yeah. more than capable. But here's the thing, what I run into a lot of people, especially in this time when you have a break, what goes through your mind, Jeff, is, you know, a lot of should have, should have done this, should have done yep. that. Yep. You know, or somebody else should have done this and someone should have done that. You got to turn those shoulds into musts. Yeah. You know, I must do that. Now that I've had this break, I know I must do that. We always right. get around in our office, like, you got to stop shitting on yourself. You know, stop <laughs> shitting on yourself, like, because yep. that's not going to help anyone. So now's right. a good time to make the list of all the shoulds and turn those shoulds into mo must. And this yep. way, when this ends, you know what you must do. And you've yeah. got some inspiration when this, this, this will pass. It's going to yep. come. We're going to get through it. But uh, I'm, I'm excited about there's going to be a lot of entrepreneurial opportunities. There's I'm huge, not excited huge. about what we're going through, but I'm excited about yeah. the entrepreneur. A lot of things are going to change. And I'm thinking, like, how can I serve? You know, how can I, how can I deal with some of these changes that's going to ultimately help and solve problems for people? And that's always been fun for me. So I'm, well, I'm whacking my it's brain. It's already there. That. Yeah, Brandon's already there. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with Brandon Steiner. He's the Mr. Sports. We should call him Mr. Sports. I think that's what we should start calling you, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> well, Mr. Sports. Be, we'll be right back. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we're back with Brandon Steiner, speaker, author, founder, president of Collectible Exchange and the Steiner Agency. I was talking about him. We should call him Mr. Sports because he is. I, you walk through Yankee Stadium. I walk through uh, the Madison Square Garden. Everybody, all the way from everybody that's uh, an in, you know, that's taking tickets to serving uh, sodas to serving beer, or in the clubhouses, or the players, or um, as we were talking about photographers, everybody, they all know Brandon. He's just he's one of the most genuine, just nicest guys I've ever met. Hey, we were talking a little bit about the all the opportunities because there's going to be a lot. I keep talking about the restart, you know, and I'm already moving into the restart. I'm going. Right now, I've never been busier than I have been in my life. And I there's so much stuff out there, and it's about making things move and make it move fast and change, change it, change it, change it. And we're doing that. So what are the other things you're starting to get ready for that restart, Brandon? Well, I'm also realizing that I think I think it's on the celebrity end, I think there's a lot of a lot of activity where players can go live stream you know more and more executives now are going to see that the zoom calls and these yep. online chats and stuff like that with their people is going to be much more acceptable and incorporating in a celebrity is going to be more apt to go get those people to come online with you so if you're trying to get a meeting and try to lure a bunch of potential customers on i'm pitching the fact that let's get an athlete on that call too because that'll be a much more attractive call 
and make, make your Zoom call or whatever you're doing on Google or Facebook. I'm also finding that everyone now has been home taking their inventory and realizing that there's a lot of stuff that they probably don't need and want. And I've yep. got a website, you know, Collectible Exchange is a site that can serve you. And you they can, can start ser- getting rid of some of that stuff. Yeah. I think we all know. Listen, I, I mean, you cannot have enough gratitude and realize how much you have. And we all probably have more than probably what we need. And now's the time to maybe sell some of that and get rid of some of that and maybe try to figure out taking that money and maybe give a little more to charity. Well, I love that idea. In fact, uh, I'm about to do a, a fairly big deal and I'm hoping to give a pretty sizable chunk to charity as part of the package because you should be doing it. I wish you sold Native American collectibles. I could get rid of those, but you, you know, yeah, I, I, could you could you start that up for me? <laughs> I love that. I was at I was at one of the Native American museums in South Dakota a year and a half ago, and I was visiting one of our kids, and uh, I was able to create a nice little collectible where I was able to take one of those. It's a beautiful art that was done by yeah. a famous Native American artist, and then I took an actual bow and I, t- I took a bunch of things that were artifacts and made this nice collage, and I sent it to my. My son now moved to South Dakota. But you're right. There's def- there's a market there. There's no question. Yeah. This is, that's the thing. There's so many underachieving markets. As I sit here a little bored when I get up in the morning, I just start poking around. I'm like, I don't, can you believe this website? It's missing all my stuff. And I've just been calling <laughs> people up saying, hey, do you want me to go create a product one for you, which would be additional revenue? I can manufacture it. And I'm getting a lot of yeses. Oh, that's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, when you just take a step back and just take out a white piece of paper, and just think like there's nothing in your way. I mean, just listen, at the end of the day, you could talk yourself out of your dreams. You could talk yourself into your dreams. So uh-huh. you got to start off every day with a little bit of dreaming. And then what the hell? Give it a shot. I mean, you know, talk yourself into the dreams. I mean, there's enough people out there that, that are against you. There's no reason to add another person to have you against you. So you got to be careful like what your thoughts are, Jeff. And I'm really careful not to make sure I get my thoughts turned where I'm almost against myself. I'm saying, yeah. hey, now's a perfect time to go get that CEO that I couldn't get on the phone, even if it's just for a conversation, check in. And you know what I was thinking? Like, I sent this, I'll give you a perfect example. I sent this really big client a gift the other day. Not the other day, it was uh, actually two months ago. And I, it, it was this imported pasta and a bunch of different Italian stuff from Italy. So I sent it to him two months ago. I had a call him about a month ago right before this all happened, just see if he got it, because I could tell already, you know, it's probably sitting somewhere on a shelf. I get a call the other day, literally, he goes, Brandon, I need the number from where you got that stuff from. It's probably the best meal I ever had. I finally had time to cook it. It's like nothing I've ever had before. And meanwhile, a guy who I have a hard time getting on the phone, I spent an hour with him on the phone. Yeah. And I said to one of my right-hand people, I'm like, you know something, in this time and age, and the restaurants are open, the support restaurants to support the food, Maybe I'm going to go find some unique bakeries and restaurants that are open and start sending to some of my clients and potential yeah. clients a nice little yeah. box of cookies, cupcakes, or, or even just a free meal. So yeah. we've been digging up some addresses and doing some of that, and we'll, we'll see how that works. That's the that, stuff, right? Imagine yeah, it's always, nice it's always about that. Me with some New York, you know, whatever it is, a salami yeah. or, you know, New York, you know yeah. from Katz's or something like that. That would be, see, that's, that's the cool. That's the stuff. That's the grittiness. I love your comment. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to be an entrepreneur. You know, that's a, you know, you think like that. So let me ask you a question. We got a couple minutes left. How do you get people to, I want to, I want to ask you something about, you got to have balls, 
Well, how do you right now? Let's do that. I'd rather do that. You got to have balls. You wrote a book about it. So what do you tell people right now? You got to have balls in this situation. I say, you know, the same thing my mother always said, move to the money, fish where the fish are. There's a lot of industry right now that's hurting. It's going to be hurting, but there's a lot of industry killing it. And yeah. a lot of industry it's doing well. How do you fit into those industries that are moving forward and actually doing better than they ever thought? The CVSs, the farm businesses, Domino's Pizza. You know, there's, a, there's just a bunch of stuff. And, and if you don't fit into those, how do you create something similar to that? Because at the end, that's kind of probably where the opportunities can stem off of if you want to kind of join forces. Look at the companies and look at the industries that are doing really well in this. They're not out there bragging, but if you watch TV, you'll see that the ones doing the commercials. There's a bunch of commercials. We're not commercial free. There's a bunch right. of products and companies that are advertising like crazy. That's where you want to go onto those sites because they're probably growing bigger than they had expected and they may be hiring people. So that's the first thing. And then again, put yourself. In, in, in the community and the market that you're in, put yourself in those shoes and think about what you're going to need in that two or three months. Think about what kind of help and see if you can serve, see if you can solve a problem. Get more involved with solving the problem than selling. You know, the people that are involved with serving and solving, it always supersedes selling. That's awesome. Great advice from Brandon Steiner, speaker, author, founder, president of Collectible Exchange, the Steiner Agency. He is, without a doubt, Mr. Mister Sports. When I'm feeling down, I like to call Brandon. He pumps you up. And I know we do that for each other. And I thank you so much, Brandon, for all that you continue to do for so many people, because I know you have a heart bigger than your body. And you just keep giving. Thing. One last thing I got to say. I got to add one more thing. I'm sorry to make your pod go longer, but it's okay. Faith is so important. I just wrote a blog and I've written blogs for six years, probably over 3000 posts. What if you could talk to God? And uh, I'm going to post a, a, somebody wrote me a, a response to that. That was the blog. If you go to my, on my Facebook and LinkedIn, you'll see what if I talk to God or brandonsteiner.com. But someone actually had said they had a conversation with God. And here's how the conversation went. And that's going to be my blog tomorrow. And what I'll leave on this note is to say, Turn the volume up on your faith because faith is something that you believe in, even though you can't see it. You know, if you're, if you're struggling right now, turn the volume up on your faith, even though you can't really see maybe necessarily the next step. And what if you could have a conversation with God? What would you say? Maybe it's time to step back and have a conversation with God. You'll love my post. Uh, you'll love the blog. And then tomorrow I'm putting out probably one of the most moving blogs it's not written by me. It's written by one of my fans that they read the blog and it's a conversation she had with God and it's moving. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Brandon. Thanks for being right here live today on LinkedIn and, and Facebook and being with me right here on all business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Thanks man. Talk to you soon. At the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. I tell you what I picked up, not only just mood, you know, stay in a good mood. And it's always good to have a lot of good people around you. Like when I'm with Brandon, when I'm with Brandon, some days we all get down, but when I'm with a guy like Brandon, I pay, I pick up when I'm with him, he picks up. You can feed off of each energies. That's one of the cool things I learned. The second thing is you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be entrepreneurial. Ha, there you go. We can all pitch in. If you're listening to this, you're, you're working in a company. Why don't you, why don't you go to the boss and say, I have this idea. Why don't you go offer some extra advice or, or some input or say, hey, we, what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we did this? Well, you can do that. You don't have to be the entrepreneur. You don't have to be the person. You can be entrepreneurial. 
And so that's what I learned right here in All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Thanks so much for tuning in for this. It's time to go to the second part of our show. Cha-ching. Did you hear that noise? Cha-ching. It's all about cash is king. And that's all about our next guest. Because one of my five keeps right now when we're doing all this activity around COVID is keep the cash flowing. It's essential that in order to maintain business continuity, we do whatever is needed to keep the cash flowing. Now, my next guest is the founder of Vetted Partners, a non-traditional consulting company focused on funding and strategic growth of businesses. We've been partnering with them. You're going to hear about this. They we're doing a C-suite loan. So you can go to c-suiteloans.com. We're going to be talking about that. We need to be asking about this following question. Where can businesses acquire bridge funding that's crucial in the time to help with operational expenses and increase their net revenue, you need to be looking for those kinds of things. Lincoln Schofield will answer those questions and we welcome Lincoln to All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's good to have you here. How how is your business doing with vetted funding right now? Um, You know, things have slowed down, obviously, with with what's going on, but Overall, we're, we're still funding loans. I mean, people need access to capital more than ever now. Um, so yeah, we're still fairly, fairly busy. So what, what does Vetted do exactly? I love, but first of all, I love the name. I, I can't believe that you guys got that name. Uh, I, just, you know, I'd love to take credit for that, but my business partner, Chad's the one that came up with it. He's the creative one. And yeah, he did a good job with it. Yeah, to get vetted, I mean, we always say at the C-Suite Network, we're the most vetted, trusted network of C-Suite executives. And then when we were put together with you guys about creating C-Suite loans, uh, which is a place for people to get to go to get uh, loans within 48 minutes or 48 hours, uh, 5,000 up to 5 million from 25 different loans, because you're just, you're aggregating that. We're going to talk about that in a second, about how you pull that together, which I think is pretty cool. But the fact that you got vetted, I still can't believe it. Why, why, why is vetted like one of the best outlets to provide financial assistance for businesses? Well, really what we are is we're a marketplace. And so as we started looking into this business, we realized, you know, having owned small businesses, everybody needs access to capital. And it's one of the hardest things to figure out. Um, and you can go so many different places and do it all on your own. But what we try to do is just aggregate it all into one spot where we go in, we vet the lending partners, and we vet the borrowers that come in, we bring them in, we have a simple application process, and through that you get access to you know, at least 25 different lenders in our network, and then through relationships and other things, it can, they, the network can grow larger than that. But to start with, you get 25. So one application, you get access to 25 lenders, as opposed to having to go out and try and manage you know, 25 different application processes on your own. Well, and a lot easier because today, if I wanted to go out to a bank, I can't even find them. I mean, they're not open. Uh, So today is even, it's more compounded. The fact that I just can't even go from one bank to one bank to meet them, not to mention the time it takes. In this case, it just takes a few few minutes, quite frankly. Absolutely right. What is the, the first step companies need to take when they're in need of dire financing? So the, the first step I think you ought to take, and this is even before you need financing, but everybody ought to be on a first name basis with their banker. I really strongly believe that. I think we've kind of gotten away from having that relationship with a bank and a banker. And I think that's so crucial. Now to be you know crystal clear about this, we don't get involved in traditional bank financing. Everything we deal with is non-traditional you know, fintech type financing. 
But to start with, everybody needs to have a relationship with their bank because there's nowhere you're going to get cheaper money than your bank. And so you ought to have that relationship. And that's where you start. Um, and I think what's happened with this um, recession of the whole COVID crisis that we're facing is just proven that that, that local relationship is, is crucial. And when I say bank, I mean that generically. Whether it's a bank, a credit union, you know, national, regional, whatever it is, find somebody you're comfortable with. I think that's really the first step. I think, I think you're spot on because you, you, it's always about the relationships and those relationships are critical, especially when things are tough, you know, and right now we're watching all these companies go for their PPPs, not just to mention the yeah. but the PPP. And, you know, if you don't have a relationship with a banker, you're not going to get through to the phone. You're not going to get through to that person. And so you're going to go typically to the back of the line. It doesn't mean that's the case all the time, but it's a little bit more difficult, especially as the banks start running out of the allotments of funds that they have, because only so many banks have so much, and that's that's the way it's working. So, what what do you think will change once this pandemic is over regarding loans and financial assistance? So, I think it's a little bit of mix, good and bad. I think well, let's start with the bad. Um, very clearly, every bit, well, nearly every business out there is going to have to explain why they had a huge drop in revenue. Um, yeah. you know, over these, these last couple of weeks. And yeah, well, I think that's pretty evident that they don't have to explain that. Don't you think? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yes. But what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think they're going to banks. If you're going in for the traditional financing route, there's going people are going to question this. The other thing I think this is going to do is it's going to expose businesses that are, well, we're going to create new risk categories. Cause I don't know that a lot of people foresaw this coming. And so when it comes to a traditional underwriting model, it's going to change that model. Um, mm. And so I think that's going to be difficult for businesses um, coming out of this. Now, the flip side of that is I tend to be a little bit optimistic about how I look at this. I don't see this as necessarily a financial crisis. I see this as a health crisis with some um, pretty significant financial implications. But I think as we come out of this, I tend to believe that the economy is going to come roaring back. Yeah. I tend to think that we went into this, fundamentals all, you know, a lot of them looked pretty good. Savings rates were up amongst people. Um, and the other thing I think that's going to happen is I strongly suspect when we come out of this, it's going to be, there's going to be some patriotic um, motivations for spending money. Like I'll be mm. stunned if we don't have a national support your favorite local restaurant day or whatever that is. I think we're going to see those movements. And so I think, and I don't, I don't know, I don't pretend to be an economist, but I suspect strongly this may be one of the shorter recessions we've seen. You know, certainly one of the most impactful and deepest but I think we're going to come roaring out of this pretty quickly. And so I think for those businesses that survive and come out the other end, um, I, I think there will be some real, um, uh, you know, at least get back to normal relatively quickly, right? The curve's going to shoot up. You know, Lincoln, I think you're spot on. I, I didn't, I hadn't thought about that. How fast would we come out of it? And then the, what would be the way, like, let's take the last recession. We got into it because of a, it was confidence. We lost confidence in the banking system. We lost confidence with the Very well subprime loans, all the stuff that these guys were doing and they shouldn't have done it. Let's, let's come back and talk about that some more uh, right after this break. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we're back. I've got Lincoln Schofield, the co-founder and partner of Vetted Partners. They're a partner of the C-Suite Network and have a program called C-Suite Loans. You can go check that out. C-SuiteLoans.com. S-U-I-T-E Loans.com. You can check it out and go, go apply and they'll pull together uh, some financing for you. We're talking about confidence coming out of the recession. I think you're spot on. I think people are going to be so fed up with the situation 
that they just want to get back to work. And this thing wasn't caused by by a you know a recession caused by lack of confidence. It was caused by a pandemic. It was caused by outside forces, not by money. Although I think we were all know we were due for some type of reset. Well, we got them all at one time, baby. Yep. They're all here. So I, I agree with you. I think people are going to be raring. And I also think, and let me get your opinion about this, that the people who come out of this um, intact are going to be a lot stronger. And, and there are some businesses I'm actually watching increase in this time of, 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 um, of, of change, I guess is the best word to use, change. So uh, do you think that's going to be the case too? Yeah, I, I think that's always the case. I mean, I, you know, just a personal experience, I owned a title company in 2007, seven eight, and just watched, you know, the entire real estate world fall yeah. apart. That was, was a big change. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was honestly good for me though, because I was a new company. I didn't have the overhead. I didn't have the exposure everybody else had. So when everybody else was in crisis mode, I was able to grow and um, build. And it ended up being probably a blessing in disguise and the best thing that could have happened to me. Same thing I think is true here for those that can survive. I was talking to a, um, oh, a hedge fund um, group out of Park City, Utah, and they were predicting you know, their dire consequences. They said you know, they could see up to 50% of non-chain restaurants not making it through this time. Um, but, but what that tells me is, yeah, if you're one of those 50, you, know, you certainly feel for them. It's tragic. But if you're one of the 50% that actually make it, people are still going to go out to eat, right? Even through this, I mean, we're trying to support as many little local places as we can. Um, but I, I do. I think anybody that makes it through this is going to come out stronger. Yeah, I think without a question, we're going to see that. So let's talk a little bit about the, your your program with C-Suite Loans and what's going on. What's the application process like to be able to go and get some extra cash? Say I want to open up a line of credit or I, I need the cash to maybe get through the bridge before I get the PPP loans. Yeah, I think like your introduction here, cash is king. It's one of the things I've learned in business all you know through the limited time I've had and the limited businesses I've been involved in. You got to have cash. Cash on hand is crucial. And I think more so right now than ever. Um, yeah. We don't know how long this is going to last. I mean, you know, I think we can optimistically say it's a matter of weeks. I think we can pessimistically say, you know, it could be, we, we don't know when the end of this is, but c- cash is absolutely keen. Um, sorry, but in terms of uh, answering your question, the application process, we have a very simple application process. It's an online application. If you don't want to do it online, we also have a PDF we can send you. It's essentially one page. Um, and then we need anywhere from three to 12 months of bank statements, depending on, um, you know, how big the ask is for the loan and then a copy of your driver's license. And that's really it for an application pretty, process. Like pretty straightforward. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty easy. I think it's also, and I don't know if that was the right time to point it out, but I'll just take it anyway. Um, when we, when we send out this information too, to these 25, you know, plus lenders in our network, it varies, especially right now, depending on, you know, who's putting money out and, um, who's taking a more conservative approach. But um, there is no hard credit pulls. Um, nobody is selling your information. You're not going to go into some, you know, robocall thing where you're going to start getting hundreds of calls a day. Um, we're very protective of that. Um, there's no cost to us. You don't pay us anything um, to send out these applications. And so it's a pretty smooth process, pretty easy. We normally start getting answers back within a matter of hours once we have a complete um, application package. And then from the time somebody, you know, the hope is you're going to see multiple offers from multiple lenders. Uh, once the borrower selects which one they want, um, the closing process um, from that point is really about 24 hours. You can expect to have money in your account. So it's a very efficient, very quick process. 
What kind of businesses or industries are you focusing on? Um, we do everything. We're industry agnostic and geographically we're agnostic as well. We, we cover the entire country. Um, we'll look at any businesses, you know, outside of say kind of the traditional vice industries, we stay away from those, but anything else we'll really look at. Um, we need somebody that's been in business. Uh, you know, it used to be about 12 months now with the crisis, it's, or it used to be about six months. Now we're really looking about 12 months. We need somebody to have been in business. Um, you know, we just really, what our partners are mostly looking for is, um, revenue, steady revenue. And so if you're a seasonal business, you know, you make all your money in the summer months and then have no income, that can be a little bit problematic. But if you're the type of business that has relatively um, steady revenue, you're probably a really good candidate for most of our partners. Have you guys, how, how, how's everything hit you? Have you been able to keep uh, business continuity going fairly well? Um, yeah, yeah, we have. I mean, obviously, you know, we're not breaking any records right now. But the fact is, um, people still need money. Our applications are probably, you know, down 20, 30%. Um, but, you know, our approval rates are still decent. Um, you know, rates have, uh, I should say loan amounts have dropped a little bit as lenders get a little more conservative. Rates have increased, terms have decreased. What you'd probably expect going on right now, money still is available. Yeah, I thought it was interesting when I looked at what you were doing and how you guys were setting this up with us at C-Suite Network and C-Suite Loans was the fact that I could go in and say, well, let's say I want to apply for 50000 or maybe it's $100,000. Um, and let's say it's 100000 You guys would come back with like six or eight, 10, 20 banks that would say, no, well, I'll give you, I'll give you a hundred thousand. No, I'll give you 150. No, we'll only give you 50 based on that. And you got to choose and there were different rates, different things, uh, different types of rates, different terms. And yep. I could put those across, you know, almost like a spreadsheet and say, Ooh, which one do I want? Um, and, and which one I could pick. I thought that was a fairly unique. I hadn't seen that before because typically you go to one bank or one lender and you get one, one solution. In this case, I got a whole, whole handful of them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, we, um, just to clarify one thing, we generally don't work with any banks. They're usually all FinTech companies that don't actually yep. have charters. Um, and, and kind of as a precursor to this, I strongly do encourage people to go to your bank. Like I said earlier, the cheapest source of money you can ever find is your bank. That's why you need that local relationship. You know, my advice generally for somebody is if you need a loan, go talk to your bank, then go talk to a competing bank, go find a credit union, make sure you talk to them too. get a couple of no's before you come to us. Um, because if there's cheaper money out there, you owe it to yourself and your business to go get the cheaper money. If you can't get that, though, that's really where we fall in. Um, but yeah, back, back to your point, and it's, it's a very great point. We like to get multiple offers for people. It's crazy when you look at it. I mean, sometimes we'll see, you know, four offers that are all within, you know, a point of each other and, you know, same dollar amount and everybody sees the risk the same way. Then we'll see other ones where we'll see offers all across that run the spectrum. And it's kind of fascinating to watch, but that's one of the reasons why we have so many lenders, um, you know, fintech lenders in our network is, you know, people view risk differently. People view different companies, companies differently. And so that's really what we tried to do is provide everybody a one-stop shop access to see what's really out there rather than go having to apply with, you know, 25 of these groups to figure out which one's the best. Well, it's no doubt that cash is king and cha-ching. That's what we're calling this episode, cha-ching. Cash is king because you need cash. We need cash to run our business. Speaking of cash, I need to make some. I'll be right back. C-Suite Radio. Now we're talking with Lincoln Schofield, the co-founder and partner of Vetted Partners. I will disclose that they are a partner of C-Suite 
Network. We're doing a program together that we just started to kick off called C-Suite Loans. Uh, allows you to go and and um, look for loans, look for cash because you need cash right now. And maybe you need a little uh, a little bit of a uh, bridge loan. I'm sitting here holding up the sheet, little pro- promo sheet that I got here. But it's giving you options to get funded, get growing. Um, their SSL secured application, everything's protected. It's encrypted. We never see any of your data uh, whatsoever. All that goes through our partner, Vetted Funding. And so just go to C-Suite, S-U-I-T-E, loans.com, and it'll show you how to apply, how to compare, how to succeed. And you get you know, get options, get funded, get growing, because that's, that's what we want you to do right now is get, get growing. So I want to ask you, as we wrap up here, uh, Lincoln, what challenges have you faced and what are the opportunities that you're seeing right now in your own business? Um, you know, challenges is just the uncertainty, right? Uncertainty is, is, is the killer of all. Um, yeah, it, it, it's killing everything right now. Um, I, that, that's the biggest challenge, right? As it's killing are- some things, not killing everything. I'm going to, you know what okay, I mean? If, it's a, yeah, because there's some businesses that are doing well and some doing it. And, and I want to keep people's moods up here because we got to get America back to work. We all got to be doing our part and I'm doing that with my team. I'm doing it with myself. Like don't we, we, there are opportunities here. So I want to make that, sure that people feel that. Yeah, yeah that's true. And, and I mean, our, our relationship is a perfect example of this. You know, there oh. are you know, we've been able to slow down and actually um, look for and evaluate some new partnership opportunities like, like with C-Suite that we're so excited about. And that would have been a little bit more challenging had we been cooking along at the rate we were cooking along. And yeah. so sometimes these provide an opportunity to sit back. Um, you know, as of right now, there's obviously businesses, every business is looking for money. And if they're not, they're crazy. I think everybody ought to apply if they're not for a PPP loan. I have yet to have somebody convince me that there's people that shouldn't apply. I think everybody needs to get an application in. Yeah, I don't, even if you, if, even if you don't need the money, you should be doing this because it helps stimulate, use it, and then exactly. redeploy your other assets if you can and go buy something, right? Go like do something. I agree. You're crazy if you don't. And I guess yeah. just to throw in a shameless plug too, well, first, go talk to your local bank. Local banks are key with this as of right now. Now, if your local bank can't help you, they're not an SBA approved lender, whatever it is, we do have an option actually on the C-suite website that you mentioned. Um, there's a banner at the top you can click on, and we do have a national partner that can help process um, PPP loans. And so, uh, but I think everybody ought to apply for that. I think secondarily, cash is keen right now. If you're in a position that you're looking at it and saying, hey, I may need some more cash, I think you really ought to look at a loan. Again, no cost to do it, not a hard credit pull. Um, we're not going to sell your information, but at least look at what options are out there because I do think you've got to jealously guard your cash right now because we don't know when the end date is on this. Um, hopefully, and I tend to be pretty optimistic. I hope it's sooner rather than later. I hope we start getting people back to work soon. I think it's important that we do that. Um, but no, I'm not in charge. There you go. Well, good words and good good advice from uh, Lincoln Schofield, the CEO and well, co-founder and partner of Vetted Partners. Of course, they're a partner with us at C-Suite Loans. So c-suiteloans.com. You can go there and check it out and see if you need some help on uh, getting some funding. And uh, we're more than happy to do it. So thanks so much, uh, Lincoln. Thanks for being a partner with the C-Suite Network. And thanks for being with us right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Thank you. Enjoy talking to you. At the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned, okay? And I'm telling you what I learned. We're in a different kind of recession. 
That's what I was thinking about. I didn't really reflect it. We just hear the word recession. We think, oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Well, it ain't, it's not good. Okay. But I'll tell you what I learned about it. We're going to come out of it very fast. We're going to come out of it because everybody's like fed up with it. Not like the last recession where like we were unsure of it because there was a lot of stuff going on. So bad players, quite frankly, but now there's no bad players. There's just people who want to do good. And so it's time to get America back to work. So we're in a different kind of recession. So, Hey, do your part, do your part. That's what I learned today right here on all business with Jeffrey Hazel on C-Suite radio. Don't forget, tell your friends about the show because that's how I get more people to listen in. Just say, Hey, I listened to a great podcast. You should listen too. And we're right here, All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.